This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Uh, this is obviously back again. Apologies for the uh, the two days in which we didn't do that. We didn't do one on deadline day. We didn't do one yesterday. Um, reason being was I was working uh, mainly. Uh, that was obviously the, the number one reason I was doing a six a.m. till six p.m. shift, uh, twelve hours on deadline day first official kind of day working deadline day and it was it was tough and intense but yeah loved it lived it and uh i, I wouldn't change it and i'm glad that i'm doing it because it's uh it's yeah it's great and a uh, massive props to to the fan brands team over at football london and and uh and the manchester evening news uh for everything that we're getting on with because it's yeah our team is is frankly we're smashing it right now uh there's a lot of hard work going to everything that we're doing and then obviously yesterday I had another early shift, started at 7am, uh, went through till 3 and then we did a couple of shows for you uh, yesterday. In fact, let me throw it up on the screen first of all. If you are enjoying the show, please make sure you drop a like and subscribe uh, if you are enjoying the channel and uh, want to continue watching. Of course, we're going to be bringing you even more content throughout, which I'll talk to you in about a second. But yesterday uh, we did do a video on Tomiyasu, if you haven't watched that already. Uh, I was joined by Kaz, who was a fantastic uh, Italian football uh, kind of expert, writes as the editor-in-chief of Get Italian Football News, writes for Football Italia as well, has done specific articles on Tomiyasu. And I sat down with him and we had a really good chat about the Japanese international. So if you haven't already watched that, um, so please go, go and do that. But yeah, basically the idea around this show is that Obviously, there are no transfers in in particular. There's still things that could happen. The Turkish window is remains open, so you could see players like say Kalasenac or Elneny leave the club between now and and I think it's the eighth of September. But 
there is going to be a lot of news to talk about. And I've kind of got into a bit of a, you know, a bit of a habit and a bit of a, a routine of doing these shows. It gets me up, it gets me awake early in the mornings. And I like that. If you're not working, you're not progressing. So uh, I, I kind of want to continue doing this. Uh, this obviously today is at nine. It's my day off from from my actual job. Um, so I thought I'd do it a little bit later just to give myself for once uh, a laying because I have been doing some ridiculously early starts of late. But this will go back to the usual 8am time. So make sure that you do tune in. I can't promise you it'll be every single day, but I'm going to try and do it as many days at 8am as possible. And I will try and let you know if I can't uh, do a certain day so make sure you keep your eyes peeled to the community tab and have those notifications turned on so you never miss a show you can click the little bell icon next to the subscribe button and that should tell you sometimes it doesn't because it's it's annoying it's not me it's youtube so you can write a rude letter to them if instead of me if you like but let's um let's go through uh Fred says new show new outfit this is this is my day off outfit which i'm gonna have to change because we're going on a dog walk this morning that's how i'm spending my day anyway let's go into the main stories of the day and we start with of course talking about the end of the transfer window which edu and arteta led with the message to say to us that we should judge them at the end of the window. Well, we're at the end of the window and our judgment is that this window was a failure. That's how I perceive it. That's how I look at the window. I look at the window as it was a failure. Going into it, Arsenal, for me, had to address the starting eleven, And in my mind, we have only really guaranteed an improvement on one of those positions, and that was with Ben White coming in at centre-back. Tommy Asu. All the talk, all the interviews in the world, but until we've actually seen him play for Arsenal, we will have to reserve judgment until then. Martin Odegaard, of course, joined us and is an improvement in the team, but was with us last season, so it's not actually taking us forward from our eighth-place finish, if you know what I mean. We need to add on top of him as well. It's, it's look, it's going to be a very interesting season based upon what the formation is, based upon what team gets used and based upon how Arteta um, really does try to implement what he feels is a style. And there's a lot of things that we're going to talk about in today's This Morning Show. Some of the things that was going on. Um, the Modern Gooner says, I think we've signed five starters. And look, the thing is, is I, I get where you're coming from. Lukonga, you would look at him as a starter, but let's be real. He doesn't improve us in the sense of the short term right now. A lot of people would say he's better than Granite Xhaka. And I'd actually start him over Granite Xhaka right now just because I'm pretty fed up of Granite Xhaka. But we had an opportunity to sign a top-class centre midfielder. We had the chance to sign a Basuma. We had the chance to sign a Locatelli. Well, not really a Locatelli. But we had the chance to sign a Ruben Neves or a Bruno Gimoraes. Like There were options out there and we didn't go and do that. And that is an error. And instead, we renewed the contract of Granit Xhaka instead. This window was all about adding youth, balancing kind of the, the squad because we were previously very much heavily looking towards a ageing squad with players like Willian, like Kalasinac, like Xhaka, like Lacazette and Aubameyang. A lot of those are still there. We have recently moved on the likes of Ozil and Socrates and Mustafi, etc. These players have left. A lot of the players that I've mentioned there, Elneny, Lacazette, will have their contracts run out at the end of this season. The The balance of the experience in the squad is off and we have a very, very young squad. And whilst that has a lot of potential um, to grow into something special, we are at the moment quite unbalanced and 
if we get into some very difficult situations where some experienced heads would be need to get us out of it, I have some concerns. But we will wait and see as to what happens. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's go to uh, Vinay Venkateshap. Now, a big shout out to Simon Collings from the Evening Standards. Of course, Simon's been on the show a few times. He broke the exclusive that Vinay Venkateshap had sent a message, basically, to the Arsenal staff uh, after the close of the window. There's quite a bit to, to break through here. So we're going to go through what he said. Uh, this is available if you want to catch up and read it again on the London Evening Standard. So make sure you check it out. Uh, but Vinay says, of course, I write this update against the backdrop of a hugely disappointing start to the season. I know how tough this is for all of you. This was sent, again, directly to the employees of Arsenal, both as supporters and employees with criticism coming from all angles. At times like this, it is critical we stick together and stay positive. We have a very important run of games coming up after the international break, and I'm confident we can and will come out fighting. It's uh, You'd hope that we will. Our approach for this window was framed by fully recognising that we are not where we want to be on the pitch, finishing eighth last season with no European football for the first time in many years. This is well below the standards each of us have. And of course, that our fans rightly demand from us, which is to be competing for the biggest trophies in the game. Whilst we would love to jump from where we are to where we want to be in an instant, we need to be realistic that the gap is too large to do that. As such, our activity this transfer window has been focused on youth. This is the last slide. Our strategy is to fill our squad with some of Europe's most exciting young talent with players from both our academy and further afield that can grow and develop together under Mikel. Grow and develop together under Mikel to take us where we want to get to. If you had any hope that Mikel Arteta's job is not secure, I think that answers your question. He continues, whilst this, is, whilst this will not be overnight, we can make positive progress and it gives us the best route to future success in a sustainable way. Although uh, the pandemic and no European football brings financial challenges, our owners, Stan and Josh Kroenke, uh, notice how he calls uh, Josh a owner in this, uh, which if you ever had any kind of illusions about who the owner of the club is, whilst it is Stan, Josh is still very much that the main figure at the club is the owner kind of figure. Have sanctioned very significant investment this transfer window in support of our strategy. I'll come back to that in a second. This is including Tavares, Wyatt, Lakonga, Erdogan, Ramsdale and Tomiyasu, as well as renewing deals for the likes of Smith Rowe and Tierney. All of these players signed on long-term contracts. Now, notice where he says um, they have sanctioned very significant investment. Now, this needs to be addressed because this is not investment from KSE. This is, to the best of my understanding, this is sanctioning money that the club already has through its revenue streams to then use those funds to buy players, not from KSE's bank investing into the club to spend. The money that Arsenal are spending, as far as we are aware, is from the club itself. Some may argue that because the Cronkies own the club, that is their money and they are investing. And, you know, there may be some truth behind that. We're not, we're not here to debate that. But the point is, is that it is the money that we are aware of that the club currently has. And that, using the term investment, is is, is obviously, in my view, slightly misleading. Um, but that is what Vinay has sent to the staff. 
and what was leaked to the press. So there you go. Let's move on to a few more stories. If you have any questions on this, we will be doing, as usual, a Q&A session at the end. Now, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, of course, as we know, uh, had a pretty hectic deadline day. Now, we revealed over on Football London, courtesy of Chris Wheatley, our chief Arsenal reporter, um, that what went, basically went on behind the scenes, there was clear the air talks. Arsenal reminded Ainsley of his social media responsibilities and that he was ensured that he is certainly in Mikel Arteta's plans this season. Whether or not he gets regular game time was yet to be seen. It's one that we'll have to keep an eye on. But until January, he will be an Arsenal player and is not expected to leave the club. And you never know if he does get integrated into the team and performs, a new contract would be a very, very Arsenal thing to see happen. I will be surprised. Um, but he has been reminded of his duties, his responsibilities, and it seems that this is going to be pushed to one side and we're going to move on from it. Now, in last night's uh, European qualification game between Bosnia and France, Zaya Kolasinac suffered a awful red card earning tackle from Jules Kunda of Sevilla. Clearly some anger left over from the fact he wasn't able to move to Chelsea. Um, and he went exceptionally hard on Kolasinac. And no matter what you think of the guy, no one wants to see a player have to deal with an injury like this. And it looks like it could be quite serious. The Bosnian coach came after and said that it could be quite bad, that he's got a scan today, um, speaking presently, uh, on the, what, 3rd of September? 2nd of September, that he's going to have a scan today. Um, so he could be out for a period, uh, which obviously means that Arteta will not be able to choose him. I know that a lot of you may react to that quite positively, but we do wish Kolasinac uh, the speediest of recoveries and hope that he's okay. Um, moving forward then to Granite Xhaka, who has recently returned, as you may have been aware of after yesterday's news that broke a positive test, which means that he will not be playing for Switzerland during the European qualification games and will return to Arsenal, I imagine, will quarantine. Uh, and this, this is a concern because, as we know, Arsenal have suffered with a number of positive tests. We've already seen Lacazette and Aubameyang and Willian and Runison and more recently Ben White and now Granit Xhaka have all returned positive tests and of course Granit Xhaka played in the Manchester City game, was with the squad as they travelled and it takes a certain period of time before a positive shows up on a test prior to infection. I'm not the biggest expert on the virus but I am aware that it does take some time before a positive test will show up after you've actually contracted it. So fingers crossed it's not going to cause an outbreak, but there is always that, you know, that, that potential for that to happen, hence why we are living in a pandemic right now. And in terms of how I feel about the fact that international football is taking place still, it's ridiculous, frankly. To see clubs releasing their players to go play abroad, travel, meet up with other teams from other nations to mix and then return. It's it's just asking for trouble. I just find it absolutely ridiculous. This is what is happening. But it is what is happening. And, uh, and maybe the consequences of that will be seen in the coming weeks and months. Now, our final story of the day is some interesting quotes from following Balogun about his words with Mikel Arteta in the early stages of the season. Balogun says that the boss just tells me to keep faith. Part of the reason why I signed is because I have put faith in him and the project he is trying to do. Of course, the boss has a style of play and philosophy like every other coach would, but it's just a case of believing in what he says. It's clear the ambition he has for the club. He wants us back in Europe and fighting for top trophies and competing at the highest level again. 
Very, very intriguing uh, comments from Balogun, who obviously we know was convinced to stay at the club in part by Mikel Arteta and Edu, who got him to sign that new contract, of which we have to be thankful for because he's a great talent and we hope that something really does come of the guy. But I, I struggle with a few of the words. I don't personally see a style. I don't see a philosophy. I'm struggling to understand the way that Arsenal are trying to progress, the way in which we're trying to play. Um, he obviously he's very much more integrated into the ongoings of the club than I am. But from an outside perspective, as we all are coming from, I'm struggling to see this philosophy and the style. If it's said to be there, we have to take Balogun's words at face value. But it is, for me anyway, slightly concerning. Um, th th there seems to be kind of this idea that there is this style. And I, I, I really am, for myself anyway, struggling to see it and that is your first daily dose of Arsenal news as I said if you just joined us we will be doing these shows continually throughout the season I'm hoping to do these more again at 8am like the transfer shows were uh, and of course when we finish the news if this is the first time of you go tuning in which if you are welcome and please subscribe uh, we are going to be doing a Q&A section for the last 10 to 15 minutes or however long uh, is my day off so maybe I ought to go on for a little bit longer so if you have a question and you would like an answer to it Throw them into the chat box and uh, we'll get as many answers to them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying. I hope you're well, by the way, and having a fantastic day. Weekend is nearly, nearly here. Uh, let's go to Manu, who says, uh, Morning, Tom. Uh, for me, the window is a 10. Wow, we are building a process regardless of Arteta. He is not the future. The players are. And Conte will bring in his players to lead our young guns. I'm not sure that Arteta is going anywhere, Manu. I think that's a big stretch to call it a 10, considering I think, to be honest, we've only really improved one starting position off the end of the team that finished last season. That, for me, is a, a big, big problem. Um, so I think you may be reaching, but it's your opinion. I respect it. I just... I just don't agree with it, in my view. Uh, let's go to Wes, says, uh, Ben White is a better defender than Louise and has more potential, so it's an upgrade. Ramsdale and Tommy are better suited to our Arteta system than Leno and any of our right-backs. Again, an upgrade. Well, the thing about Tommy is that we don't know yet, Wes. Like, we, we can't comment on, on that because we don't know. We've only seen Wes in Serie A, playing for Bologna, and from everything that I see, he looks good. I like what I see. I like the breakdown that we've done. In fact, I've written an entire article on Tommy Yasu and how his passing, I think, will help us improve. If you want to read that, link to that is in the description of today's video. But in regards to any guarantees, we don't know yet, Wes. We, we just don't know. He's not a player that you can sit down and say, he is definitely an upgrade. It's not like we can go for an Eve Basuma, for instance, and say, yes, Eve Basuma would have been an upgrade on the team, Premier League experience, 25 years of age, and, and clearly better than what we had with Granite Xhaka or Lokonga. So he would have been an upgrade. But Tommy, I can't commit to saying he is at the moment an upgrade. Ramsdale, you cannot say yet that Ramsdale is an upgrade on Leno flat out. It, it, there's not enough evidence from what we've seen of Ramsdale to suggest that. Has he got the potential? Of course he does. He's 23 years of age. He's going to develop. He's going to improve. I think he has better abilities through distribution Shot stopping is an area that I need to see more of him, you know, get. It looked really good against West Brom. We will wait and see. So there you go. Uh, Lacongo, though, brought for depth, is by the looks of it already better than Xhaka. Um, we'll wait and see. We need more evidence before we can come to a genuine conclusion. And to have Erdogan not on loan, but as a permanent player, 
uh, and completely focused on Arsenal was the greatest thing of them all. I do agree that it's great having uh, Odegaard back in the team. Absolutely. So let's go to uh, 24-7, who says, Tom, what do you think of Bubakar Kamara? Of course, he was meant to, or it looked like he could have moved to Wolves on deadline day. Uh, I don't know if he did. I missed so many uh, transfers on deadline day uh, that I missed. Like I missed some that even I found out happened a few days prior. Like He Chan Huang moving to Wolves. Completely missed that one. I missed Solomon Rondon moving to Everton. Only found out about that yesterday. I've missed so much because I've been so heavily blinkered towards Arsenal. Um, but I, Kamara, I've just checked, didn't move. He looks like a good versatile player, can play centre-back, centre-midfield, still quite young, um, still, what, 21 years of age. Um, he would have been, if he was available, I think, maybe a decent player to bring in, to be honest, considering we do need, in my opinion, another midfielder. We are really lacking. If you think about it, Xhaka suspended, ill now as well. Partey, at the moment, hasn't returned to training. you can still see me you can apologies if i disappeared we've been having some connection issues in this area I, I don't know why we had to quit one of our shows yesterday um unfortunately we lost it um and we'll be rescheduling that show but yeah hopefully you can uh you can still see me uh please let me know in the chat box if you can <laughs> um i'm hoping i'm here anyway let's go to sartvik who says wage bill looking very fresh though and fresher next season maybe paves the way for someone significant in January or next summer. It does. We are improving um, that wage bill aspect of the team. So that's obviously positive. Um, and that's going to be something that we hopefully see improve as we go through kind of these stages of rejigging the squad, basically. Assuming uh, from Vinay's opinion that Arteta quite possibly gets the entire season, I think that's a very safe assumption. I, I said at the start of the season, my hot take of the year was that no matter how bad we are, he's going to be here. I, I just don't. I just don't see how on earth uh, Arteta would go based upon what we know of this ownership and how they are currently backing him. It sounds like we're back up. Poor Hamster is getting worked overtime by Tom and all these shows. Yeah, he's he's, he's spinning the wheel. But uh, last night he was exhausted and we lost connection. It's a, it's an issue in my area. I looked on Sky playing up. Gary Griffin says, Tom, do you consider that this window is easy to get into the, uh, was easy to get European signings on loan, especially late in the window? Feel that this window was a failure by the recruitment team. Um, I do think we missed a bit of a trick uh, by not targeting some players in Europe that were heavily affected by the, 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 the pandemic. There were great players out there that moved. I mean, look at Saul going to Chelsea. Like, if that was something that could have happened earlier in the window, why not move? We needed a centre midfielder. We brought him up in one of our shows to, to see him move on loan. I know it's to Chelsea and the European champions, but I just feel like there's things that we could have done. I just feel like we missed, you know, I think we missed a bit of a trick on, on some of those, and that's that's a shame. Um, Johan says, uh, Tom, what if Arteta loses to Norwich and Burnley, even Spurs? He can't stay then, can he? Can he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore whatsoever. Uh, John says, Arsenal need a massive signing uh, next year. It's something to give everyone hope. Holland, massive club. We need to act like it. Look, if we got back into the Champions League, which I do not think is going to happen, that's when you can start seeing some big, big signings. But until then, it's it's not looking all that likely. But hey, you know, 
I, I can't remember who it was. Someone sent me a mad theory about how if we get Martin Odegaard in qualify for the Champions League, then you can convince Haaland to come to Arsenal. I mean, that would be a hell of a story. I don't see it happening. <laughs> I don't see that happening at all. Uh, Saeed says, Tom, do you think Tommy will play against Norwich? I think he'll be on the bench. My prediction will be that he'll be on the bench. We'll wait and see. I never really understand. I, I, I mean, I understand it. I understand the sense that you want to kind of bed players in and you want to give them an opportunity to to transition and assimilate into the team. But if they're good enough, play them. I remember we signed Nacho Monreal. I think we signed him like on deadline day in January and and then didn't he play like a day later? I think he literally played the day after because I think Kieran Gibbs may have been injured. So why not just throw Tommy in? Like We, we are lacking on that right-hand side. The right-hand side is really, really poor right now. Give him a chance. Throw him into the team. See what he's about. See what he's got. Alex says, if Arteta makes it to January, would you be happy if Arsenal bought Anguissa? Now, did Napoli buy Anguissa? I know that, I think they got him on loan. Um, I'm sure. Did they not? Yeah, he's he's on loan from Napoli. He's on loan from Fulham to Napoli, and I'm pretty sure that they have a buy option. Um, I'm just seeing if. Yes, with the I love this. In Italian, it translates to to the right of redemption, which is amazing. But Napoli have got an option to buy Anguissa from Fulham at the end of that loan, so I doubt that Anguissa is going to be available. Uh, so there you go. I heard that the option was something really small, like less than ten million. It may have some add-ons in it, but I heard it was something really small. Uh, Steph says insanity is trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Uh, if Mikel, Edu and Vino, I think they will get top four with Xhaka holding Chambers, Elneny, and they failed with those players before, what can they expect? Uh, Fraser says, Nacho was made of stern stuff, such as a fantastic squad player for us, and hopefully Tommy will be again. Tommy's English seems pretty good, no communication problems, play him. And I think James McNicholas of The Athletic, aka Gunnerblog, did write about his strong communication skills in English. So that's funny, isn't it? Use the word strong communication skills in English is just a nice long way of saying he speaks English, <laughs> which is great. You've got to love when we... I like using big words. It's just... I like using humongous vocabulary. Uh, Jonathan says, in my opinion, anything less than a win against Norwich should mean at the end of the road for Mikel. Should and will, John, are two very, very different things uh john says if we can't get holland and then maybe we can go back and get kim kalstrom <laughs> chris says tom has uh the egyptian labradoodle left i mean first of all el Nenny is a player that's been a very solid servant to the club uh for a very very long time and whilst he is not the best player in the world he's done what he's needed when he's called upon what can you expect for a player that is known to be backup um, and you know, I just I hate it when people just abuse our players. It really is annoying. It's really, really. You want these guys to improve us. You want these players to get us back to where we are. You know, how about we talk about them a little bit better um, than we currently describe them? When you see some of the things that I mean, seeing the posts on Granite Jacker's contract extension, whatever you think about it, it's just ridiculous. Like, grow up, Christ. Saeed says, uh, what do you think about all these pundits who talk about our transfer strategy plan and about Tommy? Look, I, th I saw Gary Neville speaking about um, Arsenal's strategy and saying he couldn't understand what the strategy was. I disagree with that quite wildly. I don't know. I don't know how you could not see if you look at the players, all of them are 23 years and younger. 
clearly the strategy that they're going for is to invest in young players because they realise that they've tried the short term. Arsenal have tried to do the short term thing. We're bringing in players like Willian, etc., David Luiz. They've tried to do that. It's not worked. They're now looking at things from a kind of a longer perspective and, you know, bringing in players that are young, that are going to mature and improve and get better. I also think it's in case they ever was to change manager, you've not got a player like Willian signed up to the club. So you're not going to have to worry about a new manager not wanting a player of a certain age. Our players now of those ages are either going to leave at the end of their deal, like Lacazette, or are very good, like Thomas Partey, other than Shaq is kind of the exception. But Aurel Nenny is another player that will leave at the end of this year. So whoever, if if we do change coach, then we've got the potential to have a young squad that is malleable, that could be moulded to what the new coach wants, if we were to change. There's a very clear... I mean, you look at our starting back line. If we're going to go for a back four, I think all of us would agree you would go Tomiyasu, 22, Ben White, 23, Gabriel, 23, Tierney, 24, and then the goalkeeper could be Ramsdale, who is, at the moment, 23. As an exceptionally young defensive line, that's why I'd have really kind of liked to us to have seen us to go for kind of more of an experienced head in the defence specifically. But it's very clear what the strategy is in the market. So to say that you can't see what the strategy is... I just don't I think that's ridiculous, um, quite frankly. I think a better bit of analysis would have been to critique the clear strategy because the, the, the obvious analysis which comes out on kind of the more critical side of thinking with the strategy is Arsenal are currently in back-to-back eighth-place finishes. It would have made more sense for Arsenal to prioritise consistent quality upgrades to starting 11 this summer to try and push them into the top four or the top six. And then the following summer, when you've got some established key figures in the team that are of an age that they are in their prime, then you can add some young players to the team. That's the criticism that I would have got on Sky Sports to talk about. So to say that you can't see the strategy is ridiculous. And then we've, I think, um, uh, Sky Caver, whose name, is it Caver Solicol? I think that's his name. Um, when he spoke about Tomiyasu from the supposed text off of an agent that's part of it to say that he was offered around to lots of different clubs and that he's he's not really a right back, he's not really a centre back. I mean, that's just ridiculous to turn around about a player and to supposedly say that's come from an agent. One, how much are you trying to undermine a player's future? 22-year-old has been nothing but good in Bologna, had a very good spell developing in Belgium, has now made his move to the Premier League. If you get, like, why not speak to an expert? Like, that's what I like, we, we try to give you on here and what I'm trying to do over on Reach and Football London is that when we don't know about someone, Go and get someone that knows about him. I'm not going to sit here and try and explain to you anything about a player without one, doing research and looking into the stats, and two, without, like, you know, speaking to someone that genuinely knows what they are talking about about the player. It's like I sometimes I get very frustrated with kind of a lack of responsibility. It's one of the criticisms I have about AFTV sometimes. And I know I defended AFTV a lot the other day about kind of asking them to go out, but a criticism for me would be with an audience that big, take the responsibility to get someone on that knows what they're talking about. Get Graham on more. Graham's great. Like Graham knows his tactics. Really get Graham on to talk about the analysis of games. If you need to talk about a player, get an expert on. Do like, yeah, like people do it. Like I've, I've noticed people doing more breakdown and analytical shows ever since we've started doing it. And that's fine. People can do their own thing. I want to see more people and Arsenal fans um improve their knowledge about players that's why we do it so it's just it's frustrating i'm used to it 
Arsenal are the butt of a joke quite a lot, but uh, yeah, just get people on that know what they're talking about. Just, just that's as simple as that. Take responsibility for your content. That's that's all I would say, and that's what we try to do as much as we can. Um, John, that Tommy video was great, Tom. Thanks, mate. Very encouraging. So much better than watching lazy pundits who don't follow the player or the club. Look, it's at the end of the day, criticism is criticism. There's nothing. I wouldn't ever turn around to someone and say, look, you should go and hurl abuse at someone. You should go and say, you're rubbish, you're this, you're that. If you want to say anything negative about someone, make it constructive. Go and, and get someone who knows what they're talking about. Say something better. Say what they could do. Don't put problems towards them. Put solutions in their way. There's nothing, there's nothing worse than someone coming to you and saying, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad, and then nothing else. There's nothing wrong with criticizing something, but offer up a solution. Uh, that's that's the issue. Paul says, do you see 343 now with Tommy Asu joining? I genuinely don't know, Paul. I think that there is, you know, there's the potential that we go could go to a 343. We went to that against Manchester City. Tommy Asu looks to be from the research and from the expert insight that we've got a player that could could play that role. You then have to think though how we fit up that back three, because you would say maybe it's Tommy Asu, White, Gabriel. But I want to see Tierney play in a back three because I like the idea of Saka or Tavares playing as a left wing back. I really want to see that that dynamic, because what I like about that dynamic is that if you say you put Emil Smith-Rowe in that left wing position ahead of the left back, you've got a right footer, a, a left wing. You've got a left footer, a left wing back. You've got that overlay. You've got that triangle being formed really quick. Left footed pass into Smith-Rowe, reverse pass down the byline to the overlapping fullback, cross into the box, boom. And it works on the other side. That's why I quite like to see Pepe or Odegaard playing in the right wing role. You've got a right wing back, maybe like Tommy Yasu. Tommy Yasu plays a right-footed pass into the left-footed Odegaard or Pepe, and they reverse the ball to the overlapping Tommy Yasu. And then you've got continuous system style on either wing. It's simple. Why? Well, I don't know why we don't do it more. It's Triangles are so easy to make in football. And, you know, it's uh, it's a shame that we've not been able to see them all that often at Arsenal. But, yeah, it's uh, it's just something that I want to see, Paul. Anyway, we are going to wrap things up there. Apologies if I didn't answer your question. There's a, quite a few of you in there. I do try to go through as many as I feasibly can. Um, so uh, keep joining us, keep asking, and maybe I'll hit yours next time. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you, as it always, always is. Please do drop a like and subscribe if you are new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., for your next Arsenal News show. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Thursday. See you very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.